think you're too young to really no. love somebody? No. 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 Well, I say it for me. I'm an adult. I say, wait, you too young to be in love. This is silly. You're infatuated with him. He got nice jeans. You wear fancy Adidas. Previously, in my cup. I talked about one of the trickiest things to navigate in adulthood, which is time. I shared a lesson on failure which shifted my perspective on how important it is to trust my life by way of the multiverse and airplane analogy. Today on Fill My Cup, we take a journey back in time where matters of the heart molded me into someone I now call thirsty and gave me a first-hand experience on the mental and physical side effects of unrequited infatuation. Grab a glass as we journey through a phase of life I wouldn't dare relive and fill your cup with me in high school. What happens when a crush from the past DMs you? Do you respond, ignore it? What's the protocol? Why has no one written a, so he wasn't that into you in high school, but he's platonically reaching out to you now years later. Here's how you respond, manual. When I got this DM, I unashamedly started humming the words to Maya's famous R&B high tempo case of the X. Y'all, I was grinning from ear to ear like Lawrence on the couch when he hit up Issa. But he's not an ex, but an ex-crush. So terms and conditions very much so applied in this case. A recent-ish DM from a high school crush left me staring at my phone screen, equal parts perplexed and excited? Perplexed, because how did he find me? Outside of the three high school friends I'm sure he doesn't communicate with often, we have no mutual friends on social media. I was unsure how the protocol for these things go, so I responded. I waited for the butterflies to swarm my abdomen like it did each time he'd walk into a classroom and I'd stare at him like we were in a Taylor Swift music video. But those butterflies died a long time ago. I guess when you don't see someone every day like you once did, you get over them. Who'd have thunk it? To paint a better picture from my very pubescent brain, he was the second coming of Jesus. If there was a second coming. In my eyes, he was Jesus adjacent. He didn't have long hair or raise people from the dead or flip tables in a synagogue, but in my eyes, he could do no wrong. I revered him practically worshipped the ground he walked on. That was what years 14 through 16 consisted of. Me pining over a guy that wasn't pining over me. I swear my high school experience was your typical run-of-the-mill American teen drama. Life was hard enough with classes and my parents going through a divorce, so obviously I had to make my life more complicated by falling into a deep likeness with a classmate. Because, is a teen drama ever really just a teen drama without a boy involved? No, don't answer that. The answer is no, and that was a rhetorical question. I'm not sure when it began, but somewhere in the middle of sophomore year, I found myself pathetically falling for, let's call him Tyrone. Although he looks nothing like a Tyrone, but that's neither here nor there. His name filled every crevice of my diary, and yes, I was one of those. He was my little secret, well, that was until my friend found out, and it didn't take a month before he found out. 
and rightfully so at the time, I thought my life was over. First word problems, huh? In the years of being infatuated, I thought I couldn't live without him. I'd imagined us getting married without thought of the alarming cultural and religious differences. I'd write his last name next to my first name and sound it out. At first I didn't like how it sounded, so I figured I'd keep my maiden name. After all, it's a modern trend and hear myself say that now, I truly am thankful for growth. Because if I could go back in time, I would tell my younger self, girl, I want better for you. But of course back then, I thought he was the end-all, be-all, the beginning and the end, which I now know he wasn't. He was just a boy, a really good-looking boy, with a head full of black hair, his eyes brown as embers, his jawline cut to perfection, his skin tan as olive. And although I could almost never understand what he was saying, it didn't matter. I remember senior year being so stressful, and while everyone was getting excited for prom season, I was adamant about not going. Reason being, for one, I didn't have a date, and the obvious fact that I was an insecure teenager was what I now know to be severe body dysmorphia. Although I was young, I had a bad relationship with food, and I still do to some degree. I remember being hauled face down in a toilet bowl, emptying the contents of food I'd eaten, and get discouraged when the numbers on the scale didn't fall off. And so I'd eat some more to make myself feel better, and then I'd feel bad for eating so much. It was a vicious cycle. Felt like I was stuck on the carousel and just couldn't get off. Maybe that's why he didn't like me? I mean, present day me isn't worried or losing sleep over it. I didn't like me either, so the expectation for someone else to like me was a tall ask. At the sound of period bells signaling for a change in class, my classmates kept whispering about something concerning Tyrone and I, and yet no one would tell me. My only hint was Savannah's last name, Valentin. It didn't take an Albert Einstein prodigy to figure it out. Valentin, Valentine's, Valentine's Day, Tyrone was going to ask me out to the prom on Valentine's Day. Y'all, I was over the moon. I mean, if there's a feeling for something that was over the moon times a hundred, that's exactly what I was. As the day started creeping up, I figured I had to getting something in return. So I went to my nearest CVS and grabbed him what I think was chocolates and a body spray? Yeah, I gave this man a body spray. <laughs> anyway, when the day finally arrived, I made sure my uniform was extra crisp. And when he came over to my table in a crowded cafeteria, I don't think I let him finish the sentence before nodding my head aggressively. Yes, I squealed in excitement as if he just asked me to be his wife. I mean, back then, that was the closest thing I was gonna get to any form of proposal. From that day on, I suddenly remembered my mom had a Planet Fitness membership. Y'all, I would come home from school, walk to the gym, spend hours running on a treadmill. Loki, maybe that's what started my hatred for treadmills because I hate running in place. But let me put it into perspective for y'all. I live in New York. It was February, which means we were still in the thick of winter. 
I mean, my house wasn't miles away from the gym, but in the snow? Once again, if I could go back, I tell myself, girl, I want better for you. Anyway, infatuation may have influenced me, but insecurities propelled me into killing myself on a treadmill. When prom finally came, I was down to a size 8, the smallest I'd been in high school. And yet somehow, I still felt like I wasn't good enough. For him, for me, I don't know. We all stopped to take pictures by the waterfall, a common pre-prom tradition, because certainly I was going to document this moment. Plus, if you don't post it, did it really happen? It was not until recently I deleted those photos. I mean, I really needed the storage space, because man, 32 gigs is childish. Anyway, that picture didn't make the cut because it lacked purpose. Why was I holding on to memory of a time I would not want to relive? It didn't spark joy. Because sure, when the picture was taken, I couldn't stop looking at it every other minute with hard eyes. But years later, I didn't feel that way. I wasn't the girl in the picture any more than he was the guy in the picture. We'd both grown up. I went away to college in another state. I'd grown up a lot. And although I still feel creeping remnants of body dysmorphia, Mentally, I was in a different space. While he did stay back in our hometown, he wasn't the same guy from high school. Last I heard from a mutual friend, he'd picked up a nicotine addiction, along with a slew of heartbreaks in his wake. The last part, though, unsurprising. I mean, the guy was all that and a bag of chips. I will say this. That DM was a shock and also an ego check. Because like I said earlier on, case of the ex was what I hummed while waiting to reply. That brief DM exchange left me smiling from ear to ear, not because I'd fallen back into a destructive pattern of infatuation, but because it reminded me of who I was and how far I have come. Growth can be painful and uncomfortable, but the truth is nothing grows in your comfort zone. For some, distance makes the heart grow fonder and for others, distance shows you that you never really liked the person as much as you thought you did. You just saw them every day of the week. Okay guys, thank you for listening to another episode of Fill My Cup. This is Fill My Cup in high school. Man, talk about simpler times before student loans, bills, back when it was all so easy. I am surprisingly shocked I have another episode for y'all so soon. Honestly, this one just came pouring out of me that I had to scrap my initial episode so I could write this one. I can't tell you how often I have heard my girlfriends share instances where they were in relationships and loved people who didn't love them back. Hell, even younger me would be lucky to get a text from this guy. I'd painstakingly force a dying conversation just to keep talking. But we thank God for growth. All I'm going to say is, life is too short to be with people who don't love you. Now, I'm not saying go divorce your husband, but for those who are still in the boyfriend-girlfriend relationships, all I'm going to say is, you're single until married, so do with that what you may. Okay, y'all, let me stop giving you guys bad relationship advice. My thoughts and opinions are mine alone. I am not responsible for you taking my unsolicited advice. 
but I am truly thankful that you tuned in to listen to today's episode. Now you don't have to leave, but before you go, please don't forget to subscribe and follow the podcast. You can subscribe on Google Podcast, iTunes Podcast, Podbean, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Tell your high school crush about it. Hell, tell your cousin Craig, you know, the one who lies all the time, even when he doesn't have to. Yeah, tell him about it. Anyway, you can also follow us on Instagram at fillmycuppod. Email us at fillmycuppod at gmail.com. All right, y'all, be safe, and I'll see you in another episode of Fill My Cup. Thank you.